0: You're listening to Faith with Friends Podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your
1: host, Lisa Lorenzo. Okay, welcome back, ladies, and this is the second part of Changing Your Husband. This is part two. I'm back with Shonda and Darius. Hi, girls. uh, So, we had a great talk last episode about... Trying to control our husbands and changing our husbands and we talked about seeking God and we were in the middle of serving husband or serving our husbands. We talked about humility, we talked about a quiet spirit, we talked about showing respect, and we talked about loving them in just like practical ways that really minister to them, that serve them, that really feed their spirit, right? More than just like having a clean house, although that's very important. And to my husband, it's like top of the list. But how can you feed his soul how can you really meet him where he's at and shonda can you share the verse that you were discussing
0: yes it's actually in first peter three one through seven it says wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes rather it should be that of your inner self An unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear.
1: Okay, so we're not supposed to fear. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to trust God. I want to go back to the beginning. Purity and reverence in your life. While we're trying to change our husbands, this is what we're supposed to be focusing on. Our relationship with God being lived out, purity and reverence. And then it talks about beauty. Now, I'm going to do both sides of the coin because for many years I was like, but I love God. Why does it matter if I'm, you know, make myself pretty for my husband? It's what's inside that matters. But men are visual. God tells us that it should be our inner beauty and unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit that is valuable to God. However, that does not mean that we can have a bun on top of our head, no makeup, not take a bath for three days and expect our husbands to, you know, desire us, right? Yeah.
2: He likes that. Unless he likes that.
1: Unless he likes that. And
2: that sounds crazy, but you know, we have to kind of like, I'm not saying that my husband likes that. What I'm saying is come across so many girls that say this is what he meant and this is the way I am and and the only one that doesn't change is God but we can change yes. and we can um have vigilant eyes and see what needs your my husband doesn't love makeup my husband is this is my if you don't see me out there but my hair is very long he doesn't want me to cut my hair I'm gonna be 60 and it could be I have people that tell me, oh, when you get older, you know, you're already older, you should have your hair cut. I'm like, whatever this man wants, because that's pleasing onto him. Yes. So that's why I interjected only because, I mean, I don't know of any guy that doesn't want their wives to shower for three days or have, (laughs) or look like
1: they're, but you never know. Right. But if you met your husband and, you know, had your hair and makeup done every day and put on the best outfit. Correct. At home with three little babies and haven't seen a lipstick in a few years. Then, as my pastor yes. used to say, Pastor Raz always used to say, the if the barn needs painting, <laughs> the put barn. on some paint. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yes. And you, that's you just a tip. That's, that's our tip for the day for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But going back yes. to what mm-hmm. is, the Bible's telling us if we do all of that, I, I go back to Corinthians, that what is love? If you do everything right and you have no love, it's worthless.
0: Correct.
1: What this verse is saying is, if you look beautiful on the outside, and you are wicked, bitter, and mean to your husband, it's not going to matter. The mm-hmm. two have to match. Yes,
0: the the inside has to look like the outside, and the outside has to look like the inside. Right. Just like our lives, our life. We can't constantly say we love Jesus and then go out and be a jerk. Yeah. You yeah. know, or go out and be you know gossip, go- uh, gossip and prideful and mean you know it's it, you had the, the outside has to match the inside
1: right. you're right so what are some ways that I can work on that unfading beauty of a quiet spirit read God's word
0: mm-hmm. and I know we can say it we like beat it till we did we keep like like uh, Darius was saying we're not bible bashers like Eddie was he's a pastor now which is, Eddie. Eddie's amazing anyway. I love
1: Eddie I just gotta give a shout out to Eddie 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 woo woo eddie's uh, my friend He's a good guy. but you got constantly- a long
2: road
1: <laughs> but he was zealous for the lord ah, exactly and that, he humbled him in that passion this yeah is, Eddie's an all-in kind of guy so yeah. he was an extremist um, and he still is but now he extends grace and mercy because Correct. he is a Correct. man and he
2: who is forgiven much loves much kind of like those people that come out of jail and they become like okay, what happened here? You are freakish. So yeah, yeah, that was him because he just saw such, he gets convicted with certain music. I don't even know any of that stuff. So that's, we have two different testimonies altogether. But anyway, Shonda, you were saying-
0: No, it all goes back. We we keep saying it, read God's word. Like it really is very simple. Mm -hmm. Like you were asking, you know, how do you do that? I mean, literally you just open God's word. And if it's just one verse, if it's just one verse that you- study and that you keep going to and you sew it into the fabric of your heart that God will use that because nothing comes back void. Yes. And you can,
1: you can Google Bible reading plan for wife yes. and it'll mm-hmm. give you a daily passage to read and start there with little nuggets. And then if there's a passage, read the whole chapter, yeah. start in Proverbs, read one, one proverb a day. There's 31 of them. Daris does it every year with her family. And I join it along read a Proverbs a day. You'll read one proverb for every month, do it again and again, read one Psalm every day. That's what I do. Open the book of Peter, first and second Peter, read it, apply it, get a journal and write down the date. Write down, I'm reading first Peter chapter five, read it and then on that journal, write down two of the verses, write it down and then write why you write that down. Okay, this is what I need to learn. This is where I need to repent or change or submit to God. This is where I'm encouraged. Keep a record of what you're reading. It helps with accountability. It helps with remembering. And it gives you something to go back on a year from now and say, wow, I've really grown. I remember when I was pounding on heaven's door, change my husband, make him this, show him this. Now I see that he worked in my heart. Yeah. One of the verses I really wanted to point out from. First Peter chapter three, I'm sorry. I was talking about chapter three, not five. It says, if you notice, it says, for this is the way the holy women of the past, this is the way the ladies that loved God in the past, who put their faith, their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. Listen, ladies, it's telling you, this is a time-proven way Mm -hmm. to get closer to your husband and to God. It's that inner self, an unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth. But look what it says about those women of the past. It says the ones who put their hope in God, the ones who put their hope in God, our hope cannot be in, I need to change my husband. It's not going to work. It's going to harm. But if you take that desire and you place it in God's hands and you say, Lord, I want a deeper marriage. I want a more, more connection and more intimacy in my marriage with my husband. I'm asking you to show me how to love him with respect, with humility. Change my heart. Those are prayers that God honors. I agree.
0: I agree. And also, you know, like I remember a, a teaching leader in Bible study fellowship um, years ago said, you know, any kind of situation, whether your husband is angry or depressed, it's like, okay, God... This situation, how? What are you trying to teach me? Not like how I can point out what you're trying to teach Joe, Eddie, or George. It's what are you trying to teach Daris, Shonda, and Lisa? Yes. Like how can you teach me in this situation? Rather than because it really does. Like we keep saying, it does change. It does start with you. You, you are the change that could ultimately, um, this you know, sanctify your husband. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy but true <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: this change that we want in others has to start with us why because we are aware in psalm 115 3 but our god is in heaven he does whatever he pleases so we he pleases for us to to get to know him to be more like him to be christ-like to react like him to love him more to love like he loves so We need to please him. He does whatever he pleases, but we know if, if our husbands don't know what please God, how in the world are we going to expect them to get it from us? Never. It's never going to happen. We get that from the Lord. I always tell my husband that I go, you know what? God's going to do whatever he wants. Why are we praying? You know, that's my typical mouthy thing. Why are we praying so much? You know, we, he does whatever he wants to, he does whatever. And he, my husband just laughs because he he's gotten to the point. He just laughs at me because Psalm 135, six says the same thing. For I knew that the Lord is great and our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and in all deep places. So he does whatever he pleases. Again, it's two verses that I always <laughs> shoot back at my husband. You know, he's going to do whatever he wants. So I'm praying for this and that, that you know, and, and, and it's very clear. It's about me. Like with Shana, yeah. it's about me so that I know what pleases him. And then I say, this is what you want. Oh, that's what you wanted. Oh, you want Liam to live? God. Okay. What's my purpose now? Oh, you wanted to take Liam to heaven? God. Cause he's going to do what he pleases. It's not that I'm going to get mad. It's funny. Cause we heard about this young man that he was worshiping the Lord. Um, in, in one of our groups, beautiful. One of the former, what is the group? The, I don't watch TV. America's got talent. No. Is it America's uh, American Idol? American Idol. American contestant. Idol, that's what it was. He was a singer, and and he was one of the finalists, but he sang You Are My Hiding Place, which is one of the most beautiful songs ever. And the way he sang it, and moments later he crashed and died. And everyone, yes, that is super sad for the family. But God allowed that. This is not like, oh my goodness, if you go the wrong world. And that's our initial thing. And I and I tried, I, I sounded a little bit heartless, but I was like, oh my gosh, can you imagine when he got to heaven? The Lord said, Hey but he was doing something that pleased the Lord. There's nothing tragic about that. Yeah. That sounds heartless, but there's why? Because God does what he pleases and we've got to go back. There. And the moment we get above everything, every circumstance, including anything in our marriage, any jerkiness that our husbands do, any stupid comment that they make, it's not about that. It's about Lord, I'm going to react what, with what pleases you, not react on how he's treating me or what came out of his mouth or God does whatever he pleases. And we need to be in line with his pleasure, what he pleases, what he wants and and surrender to that and surrender to that. If this young man would have lived to 92, then we're still going to be sad. By the way, it's still tragic. Yeah. I got a little bit off, uh, off track, but
0: that's oh, not at all. No, point.
1: you're right on track. Uh, you're And, you're the, right and track.
0: prayer is aligning yourself with God's will, not God aligning his will to yours. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, listen, we've talked about seeking God. We've mm. talked about serving God while serving our husbands. And as Darius and Shonda let us write in, part three is surrender. Mm. Because we can get weary in doing good. The Bible tells us, do not grow weary in doing good, because at the right time, there will be a harvest. And so that's just surrendering it to God. I remember somebody told me, oh, I prayed, I don't know, for my husband for 20 years. And I was like, if I got to pray 20 years for this guy to get a clue, no. But you know what? (laughs) God has a sense of humor. We should always, there's never a time that we're going to stop praying for our husbands. There's, right. never, a time. There's never. never a time I'm gonna stop praying for my kids. They don't hit 40 and I'm like, "Oh, you're on your own now, I'm never gonna pray. I'm gonna be on my knees for my family every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. That's, That's surrender. Different. The Bible tells us in Matthew 11, 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in spirit and you will find rest for your souls. Surrender is coming to a place of rest, recognizing I can't change this person, I can't change my situation but i can trust god and i can find rest there mm-hmm. and even jesus himself said if there's any way take this cup from me okay. but not my will your will your will and For peter prayed reason. three times that god would take away the thorn in his side and what did god tell him what did he what did he say to god
2: grace is sufficient
1: my grace is sufficient god is sufficient to mm-hmm. every need your every heartbreak and your every burden mm-hmm.
0: more than sufficient it's over abundantly <clears throat> amazing like it it really is when you think back and you look back at the at the the hard times of your life it's the seasons of um drought that you feel the closest to god because when you're when you're in it you don't realize how much you're being held But then when you look back, you're like, okay, I want to be back there. I don't want the feeling of feeling awful, but I want to feel the closeness again.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And surrender is just being being open to accepting how things are. I remember when I got diagnosed with cancer, telling God, I don't like it. I'm scared, but I accept it because I know that everything that touches my head, even the tragic things, they've gone through your loving hands. So part of surrendering is denying yourself. Mm. dying to self, allowing God to be God, taking up your cross, right? It says, take up your cross and follow me. And then the next part is following him. Surrender is being open to accepting things you can't change, denying yourself, take up your cross and following God. That means keep going. It's not who was it, Elijah that said, you know, I'm just going to die here. And Mm. the angel came and woke him up and said, you need to eat and drink because your life isn't over. And then he said, I'm alone. I've been abandoned. There's none left, only me. And God's like, I have 10,000 around the corner.
0: He's so dramatic. Yes. I
1: love that though, because aren't we like that, Lord? I can't take another day of this.
0: Oh my gosh. That's like
1: eat and drink because guess what? What are we to eat and drink? The word of God and the spirit of God is what gives us strength for today. And long suffering is suffering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. until things change until Mm -hmm. God changes it. Yes. But we know that suffering for a believer, suffering for all believers is temporary.
0: Yeah. And there's going to produce, suffer. it's going to produce perseverance. Perseverance. It's going it, to, it's, it's productive. We we it, don't think of it as productive when we're suffering, but but mm-hmm. it is productive.
2: I was sharing that at the end of Sunday service, my husband was done speaking and then he kind of just kept going for a moment. And it was, it just triggered when Lisa mentioned Paul and his thorn and, yeah. um, We've had like back to back things happen with with my grandson and then the t- our two dogs. We had to put them down, which they were forever a big part of our marriage healing. We had in thirteen years. It was just a gr- it was just a very sad time. And for the first time in my life, in my life with my husband, I saw him. He he says, "I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm you know. I there's certain things I can't change." And and even in the ministry, that not being able to to see the growth in people that you kind of want to see. After a while, and you want people to surrender, and you so he said, You know, my husband and I, Sunday mornings, we we learned to separate. I go in my car to church, he goes in his, we spend time with the Lord. I worship, he I don't know what he does, but um, we kind of spend that time because early on in our walk, we would fight before church, and it was like eh, or argue or something that would distract him or me from getting right. all that God has for us. So we we've always practiced that, and so he was outside, he said, and he was saying, Lord. You know, I, I love you and I know you can do anything. You ask us to pray and he just wants this burden lifted. And he felt like the Lord, you know how you know, we say the Lord speaks to us. And, and it was very clear. He, he brought Paul into his mind about his grace being sufficient. I'm not taking this away from you. It's all part of the, of the process. And I'm not, and clearly he said, you know, Darius, I'm not going to, this is not going to be taken away. I feel like the Lord told me I'm not taken away, but he told me, hang on because you're not going to make it with that. You're not going to make it through this ministry, but I make it. So you've got to hold on to me. I'm going to make it because I'm God. So you need to hold on to me. And when he said that, of course, every we were all crying. And this girl that visited our church said, I needed that because all I do is tell God, man, don't you see my marriage has fallen apart? Don't you see I'm suffering? I'm done. I Sometimes he does not take that thorn away again he's not that magician with the magic wand what he wants is for us to hold on surrender everything and the biggest one to me i think the root of everything i know the root of everything is pride that we think we deserve something else that has has stayed with me all week we're all we're on thursday and i'm still thinking i'm holding on to you because you're gonna win you make it we're not gonna make it we can't make it with a failed marriage or a failed or wayward kids, I've worked out my salvation with fear and trembling. And as wives that have unsaved husbands or as husbands that have unsaved wives or unsaved kids or that burden of our parents that are getting old and they're going to die, that's not, God wins.
1: Every time. Every time. I'm so glad you went there because I want to close with this. There might be somebody listening to us right now. If you are listening now and you're on the other side of a divorce, there is healing Mm-hmm. And there is God is there with you, and I just want to read a few verses, and and I want to get you guys's comment on this. Psalm one nineteen fifty says that my comfort in my suffering is this: that your promise preserves my life.
2: oh Gosh, I love that
1: verse. Say that again,
2: and and mm. the address song. Psalm.
1: Psalm one nineteen fifty. My comfort in my suffering is this: that your promise preserves my life. Psalm 147 verse 3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Philippians 419 says my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 43 4. I want you to hear with your heart this one. Hear it with your heart since you are precious Mm -hmm. and honored in my sight. Since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. I will give people in exchange for you and nations in exchange for your life. God is a God of redemption. He's a God of healing. He is a God that has plans for you. Like Shonda shared, twenty nine eleven says his plans for you are to prosper you. They're not to harm you. They're to give you a hope and a future. And the new day starts right now. Right now. The, the word says that, can't you see that I'm doing a new thing? Forget the former things. I'm doing a new thing. Your day one, Starts right now and before I get you guys's input. I just want to read part of Isaiah 61 It says they will rebuild the ancient ruins Repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them though They have been deserted for many generations Foreigners will be your servants and they will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards you will be called the priest of the Lord, ministers of God. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast of their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor mm-hmm. and a double portion of prosperity in your land. An everlasting joy will be yours. And that's Isaiah 4 through 7. So if you're listening today, we just want to encourage you. And you're saying, well, I wish I would have done some of these things. I wish I would have known these things. God is with you. He meets you where you are. This is no condemnation in the Lord. Mm -mm. Let he who has not sinned throw the very first stone. I certainly can't throw it.
0: Mm -mm. Yeah, and your days, I mean, God's mercies are new every single day. Like You start today. And I was thinking earlier, if you don't have a Bible, go to any church around you; they will give you a Bible. Yes. You know, I mean, even contact us, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll send, you send you a Bible.
1: Mm-hmm. You can yeah. download an app. Yes, you can, that, That's that's
0: right. You can. Uh, there's a Version Bible app. It starts today. Like every day you wake up, it starts that day. God will change you that day. I will grow you that day. Like Lisa said, the former things are gone. Like so the the sin, the sin and the things that you did yesterday, they don't bring over to today. The only person that brings those over is you. God doesn't. Yes. So, yes. Yeah.
2: And um, as you're saying the word today, I have a friend from high school and his wife suddenly died. She was 50. And and all I have half the time they're They're not believers that I know of. I don't really know. And all I can offer to some people sometimes is, you know what, today from pillow to pillow, I told him, I said, listen, take your pillow off of uh, your head off the pillow this morning. And your thought is just till you see this pillow again, pillow to pillow. And in between that, it's got to be something of substance. You believer, something of substance today in Hebrews, it says, if you will hear his voice, Do not harden your hearts because of your circumstances. You can't wake up and say, today's going to be a terrible day. No, God, thank you. Today's a day that you've made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to find that tree that looks beautiful. I know that I'm going through this heavy and nasty divorce. I know that mean spouse or um, mean kids or whatever, whatever. I know today at work, I'm going to have this parent. When I was a teacher, sometimes these parents would come after us. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here. Fighting for your kid. (laughs) Today is the day. And if we hear his voice, our our hearts will not be hardened. And therefore, we can make it to the pillow. Forget about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own worries, like the Bible says. So today, girls, today, people, today, Daris, is is the day that I need to to focus in on. Yes, I can change. I can be better. I can be best. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: God's the one that doesn't change we can change, you know, that, that stigma has to, this is who I am.
1: I'm Cuban. Yeah. I'm loud. No, but with the Holy spirit, we have a helper. Yeah. Helper. The one that does all the work. Our job is just to surrender and submit. Amen. Surrender, That's
0: submit it. and It'll serve. <laughs>
1: surrender, serve. And what was the, other? surrender, serve seek. and su- seek, serve and surrender. I want to close with this one last verse in John five seventeen. If you've been praying for a month, a week or a few decades, it says, that Jesus in his in my defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work to this very day, and I am working too. Mm. God does not sleep nor slumber slumber, and he is working to transform all of our lives. All of us. He wants all of us to come to the salvation knowledge of him, and he wants us all to look more like him. So guess what? You get to be exhibit A <laughs> by allowing God to work in your life. I remember it pretty- that my kids would have a passion for the word and guess what i wasn't reading the bible and god told me start with you mm-hmm. you exhibit that change you show them what that looks like yep. and that is how you change your husband in three short steps <laughs> <laughs> thank you both for joining me today thank you, lisa thank you let me pray quickly once we close for heavenly father we pray for the one listening the one who's seeking to to change their husband to change their situation who's brokenhearted and tired. We pray, Lord, that you would be their spirit the spirit that leads them to a deeper walk with you, that you would be their courage, that you would be their all in all. And Lord, if someone's listening today and they're hurt because of how things ended, then we pray that you would be their healing hand and that you would be their encouragement for the new work. And I think of how you spoke to the dry bones in the desert and they came alive and you can bring any marriage back to life. So we pray, Lord, according to your will, according to your good will, that you would do a work today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening and thank you for joining me, friends.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at faithwithfriends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so
1: our circle will continue to grow?